0: From the
1: USA Today Network, welcome to The Chalk,
2: a Rutgers football podcast.
1: Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Ross, Chris Eisman, and Steve Edelson.
3: And welcome back to the Chopper Rutgers football podcast. Ryan Ross here with Chris Eisman and Steve Edelson. And Rutgers on a bit of a losing streak. We'll get into that in today's episode. They have Northwestern coming up this Saturday. And they are recovering from a 31-13 loss at home to Michigan State. Rutgers now 500 on the season, 3-3. Three and three overall guys welcome back to the show uh tough times right now for the scarlet knights i think well all three of us will just be upfront with it we all picked Rutgers to win last week against michigan state of course it was not to be uh chris what did you see out of that game
1: yeah that was another tough one for Rutgers. obviously i mean listen it it was a game where four big plays by michigan state really did Rutgers in. Obviously, Jalen Naylor had three touchdown catches of at least 63 yards, and then Kenneth Walker the third had that 94-yard touchdown run. It was incredible, just an incredible job by him, Um, and that was kind of the game for Rutgers, and Rutgers offense right now just isn't able to to keep up at that level because it's not executing those types of plays, and listen, Rutgers didn't help itself in that game. It had seven penalties, something like six holding penalties at, and, and they have not been a, they're the been the one of the least penalized teams in the Big Ten. They came into the game averaging just you know about three point four penalties per game. So they had seven the other day. And listen, that was the most grueling part of the schedule. You know we've talked about it before. You go up against Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State. It's only the second time in program history that they face three consecutive ranked opponents. It was the most daunting part of the schedule. And they weren't able to pull out a win. Obviously, they were fairly competitive against Michigan State. They were very competitive against Michigan. And we all know what happened against Ohio State. But that was a tough part of the schedule. And the other day, you know, listen, that first drive by the offense looked good. I mean, that was at the end of it. I said that was the best that they've looked all season. You know, they had a third and 18. Noah Vegel hits Aaron Cruikshank for the 19-yard uh, pass to convert the third down. Then Vegel later goes 33 yards. And the drive ends with that little pop pass from Johnny Lang to Aaron Krukshank for the touchdown. And they look good on that drive. They just couldn't sustain it. So now you go against a, a more beatable team in Northwestern, and, and we'll see what they can do.
0: Yeah, you know, as tough as that loss was, I think if you're looking for a positive in that game, it's that in the second half, Rutgers had a chance to really make that a game if they could have put the ball in the end zone uh, when they had a chance. And, you know, again, you're, you're kind of searching for straws here. After a start like that, and I think the, the Big Ten schedule makers really hurt Rutgers here. It, it, you know, if they could have at least had some, a winnable game or two in that early part of the schedule, you know, that would have been great. But now you, I think you really have to worry about this team's confidence and where their head is at now uh, after playing three straight ranked teams. So uh, I think we're going to find out a lot about this team this week for sure.
3: And three straight ranked teams, not just any rankings either. You know, these are top 10 teams in the country. They weren't playing the, the 25th ranked team. Uh it, it was disappointing to see them a little bit sloppy, like Chris mentioned with the penalties, just not clicking, not sharp. It was disappointing to see lots of empty seats in the stands as well at home against a beatable ranked opponent. Uh, so Rutgers needs to turn this around, and, and we mentioned the offense, and so did Greg Schiano in his press conference audio here from Rutgers Athletics. Uh, he talks about how the offense just isn't quite clinking the way he would like to see it.
2: Well, definitely looking forward, right? That's, that's number one. I'm not going to look back. Uh, we studied the tape. We have opportunities on film that we have to cash in on. And if we do that, um, we're going to score points. And if we don't, we won't. It's really not more complicated than that. And it's not just, you know, the easy ones are the deep balls that you miss by it. But there's some runs that if we get one block done correctly, you know, it's going to be one-on-one with a safety. And that's what you ask for, right? You get to 12, 13 yards deep in the secondary, one-on-one with a safety. See what happens. So there's plenty of plays out there that, you know, we're not that far off. But that's coach speak. You know, you got to get the job done. We got to coach better. We got to play better. And that's what we're going to try to do.
3: And after a difficult stretch with three ranked opponents, four of the next five on the road for the Scarlet Knights, and it starts with Northwestern and the offense, a chance to redeem itself, Chris, because quite frankly, Northwestern, they're not very good on defense.
1: No. And that was obviously, look, I mean, obviously we know Northwestern last year had a really good season. They won the Big Ten West. They went to the conference championship game, lost to Ohio State, but they had a really good team last year. And they had one of the best defenses, the best defense in the Big Ten. They only gave up something like, you know, 15.9 points per game last year. Now they've struggled on on both sides of the ball. Um, They have one of the worst rushing defense in the conference. So this is an opportunity for Rutgers to get its ground game going a little bit. But obviously Northwestern is coming off a bye week, which is not going to be easy. But this is an opportunity to get the offense going for Rutgers a little bit. The problem is that it's got some injuries. And we'll see what happens with those injuries, obviously. Uh, Noah is good to go, but, you know, players like Bo Melton and Aaron Cruikshank, um, we'll see if those guys are ready. That's that's going to kind of be determined throughout the week. So we don't know if they're going to be uh, good to go. But, you know, losing those weapons, you know, if, if Rutgers doesn't have those could certainly hurt.
0: And let's face it, if if they don't have Melton, if they don't have Crookshank, you know, basically they're two big play makers. You know, this is an offense that struggles to make big plays, big plays on, an, on its best day. Um, I mean, they need those guys in the lineup, and and without them, I I think it's going to be really an uphill battle for this offense.
1: Yeah, I mean, you need somebody like Shemien Jones, Isaiah Washington, uh, Brandon Sanders. You're going to need those guys to step up if you don't have um, Bo and and Aaron. And, and don't forget, I mean, Aaron Krousecheng is obviously we know what he can do in the return game on special teams. I mean, so that's a that's a real weapon that you'd be without if he's not good to go. Um, obviously, as I said earlier, you know, having Vegel, he he apparently is available. So. That is obviously a, a you know relief for Rutgers, but you know remains to be seen. As I said, who they have around him, and like we said
3: before too, you know the schedule. There's no breaks for Rutgers, and and the schedule makers really did kind of hammer them a little bit this year. Uh, of course, Michigan State uh, wasn't expected to be as highly ranked as they they are now uh, to start the season, but. Here they are, a, a top 10 team, and now four of five on the road, and it starts with Northwestern. They are 2-3 and three overall losses to Michigan State, Duke, and Nebraska with wins over Ohio University and Indiana State. Uh, an 11 a.m. kickoff up there uh, in Evanston, just to, to kind of throw things into further a loop for Rutgers, but their road success was actually a topic during uh, Greg Schiano's press conference. He was asked about that. Uh, here's what he had to say.
2: Look, we ha- I think we have a really good road routine. Um, but I also think we have a good home routine. So um, maybe I need to examine our home routine in, in relation to our road routine. But um, I think it might just be chance right now. If it gets to continue on and become a reoccurring theme more than it has, then I, I really have to examine it. But I look at everything. I mean, I, I, I study everything. and. Um, you know, the only thing that you might say is there's only 74 players, and that's it. So there's not any other. But I like the energy our players bring on the sideline. You know, we have our guys that are dressed. We have our guys that are not, that are in sweats. They bring incredible energy. Um, we miss that on the road. It really, You really got to rely on everybody to, to come together. And who knows, maybe that galvanizing factor is something to look at. You know, we've talked about it for sure, though. It's a, it's a valid question.
3: So halfway to bowl eligibility and four of the next five on the road, Chris, this team better be good on the road if they, if they want to sink or swim this year.
1: Yeah, that is one of the things last year that kind of always stood out a little bit, but again, last year, as we've talked about ad nauseum and then, you know, we've written about it. I mean, last year was such an odd year for a lot of reasons, namely the fact that there were no fans in the stands, The Rutgers played much better on the road, winning at Michigan state and at Purdue and at Maryland over uh, those three wins. And, obviously this year, you know, they won the, you know, they beat temple and Delaware at home. Um, but then, you know, lost against uh, Michigan state and um, and Ohio state. And so now, you, you know, you do the, the, the home struggles have been something that's kind of continued to affect them. But again, now you go on the road and, and you know, there, there will be crowds back. Um, so we'll see if Rutgers can kind of continue to do what it did uh, last year on the road, but you do have beatable teams. You have a team like Northwestern, which we've spoken about already, And then you have the bye week, which Rutgers could certainly use at this point. And then you go back on the road to face an Illinois team that's struggling and just got blown out um, against Wisconsin. So at home, by the way. So there are opportunities here for Rutgers coming up. It's just, you know, you got to see it was last year kind of an aberration because of the strangeness of the year. Or was that just because Rutgers is actually a very good road team? We'll, We'll find out. But I mean, this is the part of the year where we've seen that Rutgers right now is not at the level where it can compete and hang around and beat. I shouldn't say compete. I should say beat some of the top tier teams of the Big Ten. But now you have an opportunity to go up against those mid-tier teams, teams that are struggling. Take advantage of that. You know, If you want to put yourself on a bowl game, you have to do it now, starting against Northwestern. You don't want to go on a bye week on a four-game losing streak.
0: Yeah, and again, the the road stuff is interesting, but let's face it, Rutgers needs a win, and if they don't win this game, I think then it becomes a question of well, who are they going to beat? Are they going to be able to beat anyone? Because quite honestly, I think going to Illinois is going to be tougher than this game, and if you're not going to beat Northwestern, um, I, you know, I think then it becomes a a, a point of you know, where do you win a game? And I think if you don't win this game, I think bowl eligibility obviously is kind of out of the question at this point.
3: And let's take a closer look at this Northwestern team. As we said, they're two and three overall. Uh, A bit of a rebuilding year. They were the Big Ten West champions last year, the seven and two record. They had 10 wins in 2015 and 2017, nine in 2018. Uh, So this is a program under Pat Fitzgerald that's really kind of made a mark on the Big Ten. Uh, a bit of a rebuilding year this year, as we've said. Uh, they've started three different quarterbacks at times or had three different quarterbacks play at times during this season. Uh, I guess when you have three quarterbacks, you don't really have any quarterbacks, but they, they do have a starter locked in at the moment. Uh, like Chris said earlier, they are coming off a bye week. They're averaging about 22 points a game, which isn't very good. They're allowing about 27 points a game, which also isn't very good. So Chris, what do we know about this Northwestern team and, and what can we expect on Saturday?
1: Well, they're definitely, you know, as we said, they're not at the level that they were last year. They've they've lost a lot of talent. They're young in spots. Um, the quarterback instability has certainly been a big story for them this year. It appears like Ryan Holinsky has uh, kind of, you know, he's holding on to that job for now. Um, you know, he did address the media. They made him available on Monday, so that kind of signals that he that they're going to go with him again on uh, you know against Rutgers. But yeah, I mean, this is not the Northwestern teams of of the past. You know, they they're just. The defense has really been surprising, I think, in a lot of ways, but they lost talent there. So, you know, that's an opportunity, as we said, for Rutgers offense to try and see what it can do and, and finally get going against a team that's vulnerable. So, you know, this is another team that's kind of going through its own, you know, ups and downs, and, and they haven't really played well overall. So, you know, we'll see if, if Rutgers can kind of, you know, get itself going. And Greg Schiano, of course, was asked about his opponent for this
3: coming Saturday. Let's hear what the Rutgers head coach had to say.
2: they are really... Well coached football team. They're kind of finding their way at quarterback right now. There, several guys have played. We're not sure who's going to play. Um, I think what you know is that they've had this week to look back at what they've done. And Pat Fitzgerald is a, is a real good friend of mine, and he's one of the best coaches in America. So he and his staff, I know the way he works. They will have unpeeled that onion fifteen times to figure out okay. This is what we've done well. This is what we haven't. Let's look at what Rutgers has done well and what they haven't. How do we take advantage of it? How do we stop what they do well? You know, that's that's the approach. In, in like I said to our team, in many ways, we're playing ourselves this week. And um, we need to really be a better version of us. That's all we can, can control.
3: Playing themselves this week. That's an interesting way to look at it. Uh, Steve, just want to get your thoughts. Uh, as Rutgers heads to Northwestern. What are you looking for Saturday?
0: Well, you know, listen, uh, the old football adage, if you have more than one quarterback, you have no quarterbacks. So right now they're really searching Northwestern, you know, bringing in uh, different quarterbacks, trying to find a combination that works. Um, So I think that's a key for Rutgers here. The problem is Rucker's secondary not playing well. You saw them giving up the big plays last week. You know, I think you know not having Max Melton, you know, is starting to is starting to wear that group down. Um, so I, again, I think whoever they have at quarterback, Rutgers needs to be able to contain them and really shut down that passing game. And I think if they can do that, they have a chance here. Uh, I think that's going to be the key: is is containing whatever quarterback they pull out there.
1: Yeah, and and I really think that Rutgers needs to, and they kind of got back to a little bit against Michigan State, but not quite enough. And And now this is another opportunity. They need to get back to being that type of swarming, aggressive defense that's forcing turnovers, creating short fields for the offense. That was the recipe for those first three wins. And and it doesn't matter if it's against Temple and Delaware and Syracuse or if it's against teams like Northwestern and Michigan State. If you do that, you put yourself in position to win. And and Rutgers did that so well early on in the season, and then they kind of got away from it. Get back to that now. You know, Give yourself – give your offense, which has been struggling, kind of give it a jump start. And and so that's where the defense really needs to kind of – capitalize on that and, and i was talking to julius turner yesterday and he said listen he said we're motivated after three straight losses like we came in here we're ready to go and practice we're motivated to, to get a win and end this end this streak and we want to get back to kind of that swarming aggressive defense and that's so important because that is something that Rutgers really thrived on early they got away from it and we saw what happened And an
3: opportunity to run the ball as well, because as bad as Northwestern's defense is, they're especially bad against the run. So an opportunity there to control the clock, go into a, a road environment. Uh, it's not exactly the toughest place in the world to play, but it's it's a road environment that they're heading to, a, an opportunity to to control the ball and run the ball against a defense that's had trouble stopping the run all season. So let's get into our prediction segment too. Um, one more clip we're going to play before we get into that from Greg Shiano. He, he mentioned Pat Fitzgerald in the last clip. It's a guy he admires uh, as a coach and as a program builder, and he's talking about Northwestern almost kind of providing a blueprint of uh, how to rebuild a program and start to compete in the Big 10, which is obviously something Greg Sciano is trying to do at Rutgers.
2: It's a tribute to Pat, right? I mean, he's done an incredible job. If you remember the tragedy that led to Pat getting the head job was coach Walker passing away. And I can remember, um, you know, Pat and I were represented by the same guy early on and we visited together some at the beginning of his tenure as a head coach. And I was so impressed Really, like I said, this guy is a star, and sure enough, he's been every bit and then some, right? Um, Pat's turned down multiple opportunities to coach in the NFL. I mean, if there's a right guy for Northwestern, he's the guy, and um, he's done an incredible job, and all they've done is continue to build. Like, that's a great model for us to follow as far as building. When you, if you get a chance when you're out there, go look at their new football building. It's incredible sits right there on the lake. I mean, really, really special. Now, uh, what's going to happen with their stadium, right? I mean, Pat has built Northwestern into a year in and year out legitimate contender in the Big Ten. And um, so to answer your question, sure is something that we'd like to to pattern ourselves after. Now, we're a public research institution. They're a private, very good school, obviously. But uh, there's some differences. But when it comes to football and growing a program, yeah, I think they've kind of laid a, a blueprint
3: that uh, practice facility is pretty impressive, by the way. <laughs> if no
2: yeah, never seen seen it that. I am
3: going
1: to try and go over and see that.
3: I'm going to take his advice. I have not seen it in person, but the, the pictures on Twitter are pretty incredible.
0: And that you can tell that-, that
3: Rutgers might want its own practice facility.
0: Yeah, he, he sounded <laughs> I mean. a little jealous of that practice facility, actually.
3: Uh, yeah, look it up on Google if you've never seen it before, but it is pretty impressive. But uh, as far as the blueprint for, for building a program, uh you can take a step forward with that this week with your first win in conference. Both teams uh, have not won in conference so far this season. Rutgers 0 three, Northwestern 0 two. So one of them, I think, will win on Saturday. Uh, our friends, it's possible we'll find out. Our friends at Tipico Sportsbook has Rutgers as the favorites. Actually, they are two point favorites at the moment. Uh, the over under is 45. Uh, again, it's an 11 a.m. start out there in Illinois. Uh, Chris, your prediction for the game, your bold prediction, and and how you think this one will go Saturday.
1: Well, being in, uh, I guess it's technically Evanston, and and my bold prediction is that I'm going to have difficulty getting ready for an 11 a.m. kickoff. So that's my <laughs> bold prediction. But is that really that bold, though? <laughs> no, that's a good point. But that 11 a.m. is gonna that's gonna hurt. Um, I listen. I I have picked Rutgers to win two of the last three. I said they're going to be Michigan. I said they'll be Michigan State, and I picked them to lose against Ohio State. Those predictions have not gone particularly well. And the way that the offense has looked recently, I just, I can't pick Rutgers at this point. I have to see more to believe that they have an opportunity to win any of these teams. As as we've said several times today, yes, Northwestern does present an opportunity. Their defense is not good. But until Rutgers starts to figure out its own issues, it's not really going to matter. So until I see that, I, I, I just, I can't pick Rutgers to win. I, I think it's going to be, I do think that they can keep it close, but how many times have I said that the last few weeks? Uh, but I think that's going to be something like maybe a 17-14 Northwestern win, something like that. I, I do think the fact too that, you know, listen, Rutgers is banged up. We talked about that earlier. And, and you know, Rayquan O'Neal is another guy that I didn't mention. You know, he was also injured against Ohio State. And he's kind of, you know, they're determining this week whether he'll be available against Northwestern. So they're banged up. Northwestern's rested coming off the bye week. I think that's a significant advantage. And as Craig Shiano said earlier when we heard him, that they're going to have more opportunity to game plan uh, for Rutgers and and can try and really look at what, you know, Rutgers has done well and hasn't. So I think that's a big advantage for them too. So, again, I'm going to go Northwestern uh, 17-14. I'm just... You know, I can't say Rutgers is going to win at this point after what I've seen the last few weeks.
0: Well, I got to tell you, um, it, it is going to be. I mean, I, my picks have been terrible in the last few weeks on this. So, I, I think. I think being on the road for whatever reason, Rutgers has been able to rally. Uh, and and as Greg Schiano said, he doesn't even know why it's happening, but it is happening. Uh, and I think Rutgers will play well. I think what was alarming to me coming out of that Michigan State game was 588 yards allowed defensively. Um, I do think, though, Rutgers is going to play better on defense in this game. And, and I think that might be enough to keep this a close game. And maybe, just maybe, that offense can grind out a few touchdowns and pull this one out. I am going to go with a low-scoring game as well. Um, I'm going to go with Rutgers 2017 in this one.
3: I think it's it's from your eye test. You know what you've seen out of Rutgers the last few weeks. I just. Can't pick them in this game. Based on what I've seen the last few weeks, this is a game that's absolutely winnable for Rutgers. Uh, they're the favorites in the game. This is a game that, you know, when you look on paper, if you don't know what the record is, if you don't know what they've done so far this season, this is a game they should win. I don't think they do. I know all the, the quotes from the players and coaches. Uh, I think we're going to find out what this team's made of. And prove me wrong. If they come out and, and they blow the doors off Northwestern, then hats off to them. But but prove me wrong. I just, based on what my eyes have seen the last few weeks from this team, I just can't see them going into Northwestern and coming out with a win Uh, I think it's 20 to 14 Northwestern wins on Saturday so I think we all have the under of course there'll be 85 points in this game now that we've all picked the under but I guess we'll find out Uh, so that's going to do it for episode 8 of the chop of course read chris and steve's reporting on app.com northjersey.com. if you like what you hear subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and thank you for listening for chris for steve i'm ryan thanks for listening to the chop